The Greenlight Podcast will see clearly now with Oakley jumping into the podcast game. Head to oakley.com for the greatest shades in the game. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me, try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. We have a great show from Studio J for you today. Nate, Kyle, and Chris are in studio. We definitely have a blast today. But to start the show, Nate goes into a little bit of his history. I'll let him get into it. After that, we talk about the submarine, the Titanic submarine that's mysteriously disappeared. And then we're talking sports. We talk the College World Series jello shots. We talk Zion Williamson. We talk gambling in the NFL. We've got two great golfers, Patrick Cantley and Tony Finau. They're joining from the Travelers Championship up in Connecticut. They were both at the U.S. Open last week. We talked course setup, traveling. What's it like to play at a golf course inside L.A.? Tony talks about being a family man on tour and traveling with his family. Patrick updates us on the Live PGA Tour partnership. A special Wednesday episode. Thanks for jumping on with us. We just had to get this one out. Thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you next time. Please enjoy. I got a real shit-eating grin on your face. Is it because we got golf today? Yeah, we get to talk a little bit of golf, uh, but also just before we went live, just before we went, don't Nate touch moves me. His, Nate moves his hand away just from be, his mouth. Just before we went live, you had mentioned that Nate got a really cool Father's Happy Day. Happy Father's Day to both of you. Thank you. You Thank as well. You. So Nate got a Father's Day gift. Is the is there a baby here? Sounds like so. Nate. So it sounds like he doesn't keep up with current events because he was in Italy. Is there a baby here? No. My girl's pregnant. I understand that. Okay, so we've talked this about is this. Hate. This is a code this is break. This, this is a code is break. Is this it a code is break? No, this is celebrate this Father's is Day when you're this not a dad hate. yet. This is hate. You might say, "Man, I'm looking forward to my first Father's Day." Are you saying I'm when not? The baby you might goes. say, are you, "Are you? Are you saying I'm not caring for my baby right now?" I am absolutely not saying that. So why wouldn't I? What I'm saying is, I think it's peculiar that you got a father. You got a push present, like a prior to the push. Well, I got a cool Father's Day gift. Shout out to my girlfriend. That's amazing that you got a gift from your gal because that's like, you know, it's not a Father's Day gift, but it's a great gift. Just and a, baby mom. a random I got, <laughs> I got tickets to see 50 Cent. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. When he comes okay. to Nova. That's a fucking um, badass gift. In Nova. Yeah? Yeah, I got to look. Where in Nova? Um, I have you to see the White House. Worrying about being a dad, he doesn't know. <laughs> see, I don't. I was welcome just very... to the cl- seriously though. I'm giving you a hard time. In At, all, in all seriousness, welcome to the club, Bristol. He welcomed you to the club, Bristol. Jiffy Lube Live. Uh huh. 
If you lose blind, yeah. You're gonna be a I'm great excited. dad. You're gonna the be a fun rich, dad. The we're the guys. We're done. the guys at the, to to draw a golf comparison. We're the guys at the Masters dinner, and Nate just walks in with his green jacket. Yes, <laughs> he picks his food. He's got fish fillet and the whole thing. What would you pick? Would it be because you just polished off a, another fish? Ooh, you get plenty of no. omega threes, man. I was reading about that. That's good. Um, Masters dinner. If I would pick, I, I think. The biggest porterhouse that they can probably find. Not those oxtail uh, deals we were eating in Fort Lauderdale. We went and we ate See, oxtails every night for a week. My thing with that, I would just be, I'm not going to lie. I would be hesitant to, to put the chefs out of their comfort zone. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I and like master chefs can't handle oxtails, yeah. Well, maybe not the way that I would that maybe like, like it. it you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, I think to get like the nicest, the fattest porterhouse that they yeah. could find, they're not gonna fuck that up. No. Like, I would have uh, Is that different than what your electric chair meal would be? Like if somebody ooh. asked you what your master's- You know, it's probably similar. I think I would do research and yeah. just see if there's anything- It might anything. be the same one. <laughs> you, you can't I, go out after you win the master's. Yeah. You just spend the whole night on the I'm toilet. either dying or I'm like winning. Like Marsh. Yeah, Elvis. Keurigs. Like Elvis. Uh-huh. That's how he died. On the, on the toilet. Shitter. Yeah. He said, <laughs> I was saying I would just try to do research if I was going to get the electric chair to see if there's any food that would yeah. maybe make me, um, I don't know, more like, like. Less electric? Yeah. Less conducive? Yeah, like what, like <laughs> electric, electric retard? Uh-huh. Yeah. Eat a rubber. tire. Eat a condom. Just, yeah, that's, that's. Some rubber. Can you imagine if a guy's about to <laughs> ride the lightning and he's like, I need a Michelin. Yeah, I, I just want a, a tire. I need a stack of Michelin. <laughs> You know, and you just withstand it. Anyways, I I, I think I do soft shell crab for the. I love soft shell crab. How and do you, somebody, how do you eat that? I can actually cook it. How do you like? Do you, do you eat it? Turns do, out you don't do need you, to eat it to get that much rubber in your body, according to some OnlyFans accounts that I've heard about. That, really? You know, like they people can, like, are eating rubber on. Sit on mic, so, microphone, so like you know the whole microphone stand size something. Well, oh, you're saying to um, you, know, you can walk the, around with that apparently. God, why am I getting all these calls? Right people now? allegedly are walking around with baseball bats in I their go, rectums. I go, to, I go soft shell crab. If one was rubber, you might think that it would negate the. I'm going to the electric chair after, <laughs> after that take. I don't know. Hey, I'm going to the chair. Yeah. Kyle. While you, we're on the topic. Would you come visit me? At the electric chair? Yeah, would you come watch? Uh, I would watch. You were never at my games. I would watch. Uh-huh. Okay. I'd be there. Make well, sure. It'd be, tell him. Don't get him to do it. Get the experience guy to do it. I'd be like, give him some of my leftover crab. <laughs> well, I know. I, I eat him too. I, okay. I know. I know my guy Chris would come visit me. I would. Cause, cause so we're talking about the dinner or the actual electric. Are you Are you ready to talk about this? Yeah, because he already did. Chris, I had to do a two week stint in Charlottesville. Oh, like a month. Albemarle. And Albemarle jail. And, Chris also picked me up from the jail. And Chris came to visit me. And believe it or not, after Chris came to visit me, there were some warnings and guards that were big fans. So after the visit, they were just kind of giving me, yo, if anyone's bothering you in there, <laughs> just let us know. Because, yeah. yo, 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 we didn't know you were Chris Long's boy. Wow. So, so you've never talked about this. Because like, you have pull in jail. You, Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. Like I went in to see Nate. That was that's tough, big. man. You're that was a polarizing tough. Figure. I know it's two weeks, but it was a long time. It felt like a long time. And I'm just wondering, did they have soft shell crab in there? 
<laughs> to be honest, not soft shell crab, but they have those um, hard shell crab. Oh, what are they called? Why can't I think of it? Tuna creations. Tuna creations. So they're like bags of like <laughs> like a baby like bumblebee tuna, tuna yeah. but like they have like spicy buffalo flavor, uh, and they have like crab flavor and stuff like that. And those guys in there, they. They did a lot of innovation with some of the stuff where, where realistically, if you had a taste for soft shell crab, they might not be able to make soft shell crab, but they might concoct something up in there for it to taste like Could that. they make me some wine? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, toilet wine. No, I know. I'm but, wondering how they made it in there. Um, the yeah, it's fermented apples. And toilet while, wine, and while, dude. And while I was in there, like a dude, he was trading like honey buns for people's apples like because they had hooch brewing and they wanted they were making new like hooch but unfortunately <laughs> while i was there they did um they did like a sweep yeah and feds did a sweep yeah they had to they had to throw it out damn dude that's yeah. hardcore do they have to yeah. drink their unburped fermented apple juice i didn't i did not i did not partake like, since you fucking brewed it you gotta chew it you oh, know you, what i mean you, you gotta fucking you eat like it now have six eat the whole hooch it's like it's like the cigarette thing <laughs> oh, no. smoke the whole pack you like cigs i did not partake in any what any was the cig life like are they smoking hoons in the in the thing, there was no there was no cigarettes, but believe it or not, there was no two, cigarettes. There was I don't people, even believe that. There was people smoking su- spice, and I watched bad, I, bad phase. I watched two people get carried out on stretchers from smoking spice. Jeez. That was potentially brought in there in another inmate's rectum. Damn, Spicy dude. spice. You want to talk about down bad? You want to talk about a washcloth? You want to you want to talk about liking to catch a buzz? That makes me feel a lot better about myself. Like, like these guys are are so hell bent on catching a buzz. They're smoking butthole spice. <laughs> it's bad. Do you it's think? Bad, oh it's a bad man. Ordeal. What's the scariest part of jail? Um, that you're in there the with. That you're in there. Um. You're in there with people who seem like they um they have nothing to lose. Yeah. So yeah, just like whether wackos. whether they're being serious or not, like that's scary. And like just like you're saying, there there's people in there with serious like mental health things going on. So just the um uncertainty. Yeah. The uncertainty of things. Like when you're just getting in there not knowing what's going on, like not knowing that once in a while this dude's just gonna blurt out and go crazy and just like he's he's gonna be cool, things like that is like was it's kind of scary. I would have to try you the first day in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't the guy because I was looking around there. You were the you were the head honcho. It, it was it was a plus for me that I was big because the area I end up being in kind of not the person who I, I wouldn't say is in charge, but. The person that kind of was in charge. <laughs> no, like he immediately he gravi- in gravitated charge. towards me. Yeah, he needed a henchman. To, yeah, like to be friends uh-huh. rather than like try to beef. And yeah. so, so you were the assistant I, head guy in charge. But I felt like he did it strategically because <laughs> there was a few other guys that like they had respect, but like they weren't cool. And he just didn't want any of those guys, me to get cool with any of those guys first. Got it. Yeah. And, but it was one of those things where it's, it's honestly, it's honestly like being in a, 
uh, a summer camp that you don't want to be in, like, uh, like that, <laughs> or a winter that, camp that, that, too. That's that's what it ended up like being. But I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Last yet. question before we get to like the rest of the podcast. I did not know you wanted to talk about jail today, but this has been. <laughs> This has been, I know it's probably been interesting for the dudes. It's been some years now. Since I didn't even happened. realize this was, that. This was the beginning of the pandemic. I got stopped with weed in the Okay, room. okay. <laughs> I can make a rap now, album now. I just I wanted to make sure. So, yeah, I mean, like, this was right before the pandemic. You went in, and then when you came out, it was like, it was like an apocalypse. So, so the day, when I got out, it was like January, like 22nd. I think COVID happened in like February, like mm-hmm. a, a few weeks later. And it was one of those things I tell everyone. I was kind of like, it was at the like the worst time in my life when I got out of jail. Like my, my life shifted tremendously. And um, when that happened, when I got home, my, ex, my ex-wife had left bank accounts cleared Damn. and so it was like, crazy i'm I, the last person to see her yeah because chris chris came to visit me the same day that she did and I'm so the, i'm like, the last person to see her she was like you know she, she was like come to see nate she was all broke up about it we walked out of jail together he hasn't seen her since doesn't damn. know where she is so realistic chris was the last person to see my ex I, like yeah. people are not know. interested in following yeah, yeah. leads no <laughs> life but, is good now but basically i i'm not gonna lie like i was legit like depressed and i say like the one thing that kind of got me out of depression was the fact that COVID happened and like everyone was like depressed like mm-hmm. everyone was sitting at home everyone was had, the equalizer yeah like everyone mm-hmm. had problems mm-hmm. but like everything stopped there was like no work going on nothing like that and it kind of like kind of gave me time like to sit back but damn dude crazy it's crazy time it's crazy fly. yeah it's crazy what, yeah. A, what a, last question what about the tv <laughs> so the TV is like an interesting deal in there and it's one of those things where I got lucky one night because after being in there like three or four days someone someone found out that like I used to play football so it was kind of like you start getting the questions and you start people start getting working up the nerves to be like hey you ever play against Tom Brady or ah this and that Joe Montana and during during this time when I went in this is when they were doing that three-part doc about Aaron Hernandez Uh. and so while when I got locked up I think the first two parts already had aired and like people they were asking me about it because they had been watching it in there and does he have street cred in there it wasn't that it's just that people they just they, they were interested in it like he was a guy that's locked up kind of like like they were yeah, and yeah. we were at the time so it was just interesting like for them being locked up to see they're looking at different stuff like oh look how look what that jail gets to do look what they get to do it's a, it's a funny dynamic <laughs> yeah. because okay, that that's sense. the type of stuff they're looking like oh like damn like if I was in jail in it's like when we see another team's training camp yeah we're like, like what the fuck they got you know Belichick has them yeah. first class. they have a pool yeah, yeah. Or, or damn they got two TV in there or whatever it is and I remember the night of the thing there was some drag race event going on and kind of like the the redneck white boys in there drag race like auto racing yeah like it was like the history channel it's like a history channel like reality show one it's like one of like fast and loud it's like one of those shows I think and it was coming on at the same time and there was like a beef there was like a little bit of a beef about the TV that night, but 
We ended up getting to watch the um, <laughs> the Aaron Hernandez doc. There was beef, though. Yeah, Anybody there was. Them? There was. There was definitely beef. But interesting thing. American I, Pickers is in the mix. I watched the guy before um, uh, before a few guys end up going to the hospital. I watched the guy innovatively light whatever they were smoking by using a battery. <laughs> That was from the TV remote and a wire, um, two staples. Yeah, that'll work. That see that guy is more impressive than Thomas Edison to me, <laughs> dude. To watch him, <laughs> so to watch, hold to, the fucking to phone, watch dude. him do this all while being like with his face in the toilet, basically to mask the smoke. Yeah. Like it's the worst way like of trying to smoke. Imagine just take, sucks, huh? <laughs> imagine taking a puff and then trying try to, to like out of it, like blowing and flushing it down yeah. the toilet and uh-huh. thinking that it doesn't smell. Uh-huh. Real quick, you guys were mentioning shellfish in jail, like getting to eat shellfish. Back in the day in Maine, lobsters were so plentiful that that was all they would give to the prisoners. No way. They had lobster every day, and they were so sick of it that they had like a prisoner riot rebellion. Probably no butter, though. Probably not. And with no butter, lobster... It's just shrimp. Yeah, well, not even, you know? Yeah, it's a little over. A lot of people are allergic to So that was... That was interesting. Thanks, Nate, and I'm glad you're good, man. Were there any glory holes? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? So like I wasn't in a I wasn't in was um, porn I wasn't in individual pods. So like yeah. basically I was like in a big area and so there you was saw like, him. There was like <laughs> what 15, 40 or fifty people like in it. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Yeah. It's like being honestly. It's like being locked in a football locker room for Got for it. two weeks. Like to to be totally honest. So it's like a ba- like locker, a bunkhouse. Like, and there's a lightning delay. Like a barracks in in uh in major pain. Remember they all slept in like the one. Yes, it's just it's like, like that. It okay, it's sure. like that. So it's not little. But there rooms. was a there was an upstairs and a downstairs. Got it. Yeah. I'm glad you talked about that. <laughs> oh, you, did you beat anybody up? up? It just goes no. to show, like, you know, if somebody goes to jail, there's this big stigma about it. Like, Nate's the fucking I would have had to slap somebody just to say. It was over a plant and some other shit. And it just, it's just, it's dumb, yeah, it's dude. Not, it's, it's dumb. Not, it's not good. It's not cool. It's dumb, but he's great. Some makeshift body armor. Look at him did now. Did you make any body armor? <laughs> no, thankfully, no. I didn't have like, to You think anybody's like, like no man, I love that podcast. Uh, I was in the joint with him. I don't know. So, anyways, <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, was looking at me like so disapproving. No, You're good. like a dad had more of a sense of humor. I'm just. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we do layup line. We do hello. I'll start with uh, layup line. I love Curtis Mayfield. Now You're Gone is my favorite Curtis Mayfield I've song. I've got a Curtis so that, Mayfield song be, on my Spotify uh, somewhere. My layup line. I love Curtis Mayfield. I was riding around listening. Uh, Will didn't like some of my music. Mm-hmm. And then the shuffle came on. William Hayes was in town. And, and Mayfield came on. And he was like, no, this is what the fuck I'm talking about here, Holmes. <laughs> so we, we bonded over some Mayfield. Guam. Hello. Hello. <laughs> No, nah, you know, we have, we're big in Guam, man. We, we busted out the global map. We got like a war room here with like a big yeah, map, like bunch we're in of the pins Navy. In it. Yeah. And it's got sonar. 
and there's a little glow down how in deep does your sonar go well I, that's good you ask uh, we should talk about the titanic people but yeah, Guam, nowhere near what's going on at the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Nova Scotia, we have Titanic. No, we have no pins off of Newfoundland. There, there are people listening in Guam, and to you guys, we want to say thanks, and glad you're free from the Japanese. Yeah, what up, Guam? You're welcome. <laughs> sort of. I guess. We got some bad I don't boys. know how you feel about that. We got that. some bad boys and girls over there in Guam, some military over uh -huh. there, right? Yeah, and, and shout out to them too, Kyle. The Titanic thing. <laughs> We just hit that right now. Iceberg. They had 98 hours of oxygen uh, when it started, 41 hours left. For people that don't know, who are not online, because I know there's a lot of people listening to this pod that are like not online. Which is cool. You probably don't know about the, the submersible that's gone missing. I am out on submarines, okay? This is a program <laughs> yeah, dude. that... Uh, I barely go underwater well, in the pool. Well, just, let me say this. This is... This is the safest submarine you could be on. Is it? Well, the CEO of the fucking company's no. on it, and so is the richest guy in in Britain. But look, like, I don't, can we can we read the um can we read the the disclaimer? I mean the, the I know the it's release. Not, it's not totally safe, bro. The release form, yeah, is crazy. The have wording ever, of it. Have you ever looked at a release form at a fucking carnival? <laughs> you know, before you get on Skymaster, small font. Yeah. Uh -huh. In the release form, it says that you may endure emotional damage. Well, yeah, no that, question. Yeah, because it's you're claustrophobic. It's a 20-foot submersible, Holmes. It also, it also stated, this experimental vessel has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body. Mm. And it's not NOx Why, certified. if you're that rich, why would you agree to go on this? Like, why it was is, controlled by a fucking... Why is this a good idea? Video game controller. Exactly. The, hilarious. The, the controller... Well, they're down there playing God of War now. Bro, you know? I wouldn't, I'm not <laughs> trusting I, I hope like, they got PlayStation. I'm serious now. Because you think about the time God, that you got to sure. you play. All God, I think yeah. about is the poop situation in that. Oh, I didn't think about that, Kyle. Like you can't. Yeah, you just air it out. Mm. Good <laughs> joke, John. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can't shit down there. Yeah. But who's the guy? They down can't there? see either. Oh, they can't see. So I, I hope they so have a dark. camera inside it so that later on we can see the footage. Like, yeah, because the they're coming show. out because they have to. Like, they're coming out. We're gonna go get them. We're gonna go get them now. There's a boat in Boston. The problem here is they're thirteen thousand feet below the those. sonar that the Coast Guard has can ping past thirteen thousand feet. So, so, so they, they, they will need be a deep water boat. They will be able to find something, but I'm not sure. How, is it in Boston? Giddy up. Yeah, we'll get the duck boat you know in the what, water. You get Gronk out there. The one thing I can say that's good about the YouTube culture, uh -huh. I bet you there's a guy who's on YouTube and they're gonna help solely for the for the clout. Hundred percent. No, but with, in, in, with in enough the, people, like remember the boys who got stuck together. in the cave in the MH370. Mm -hmm. How could you How could you forget, Kyle? Remember the Chilean miners? They didn't think they were coming out. These yeah. people are coming home, Kyle. Mm -hmm. And you know, if they don't, Netflix is all over it. Because I saw MH370, they made a whole fucking and documentary they don't even know about where it, it is. and they didn't even know anything. Yeah, look, <laughs> you know, know like, anything. What's at the, least we know the area, and you know it's probably next to the Titanic. Let me ask it's you definitely this. not in the Titanic. Why don't they have two of these things? One of the that's the that question make, I have yeah, because that makes like sense. Go oh, get nobody the can other go one. where this thing yeah, goes. So how about make a second one, dude? Yeah. with all your money. <laughs> so there's a guy that's on there that like he goes exploring, and mm -hmm. I think supposedly he he's been to space before. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna ask, not 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 saying that I like 
I hope he dies, like Whoa. or anything like what that. I'm not fuck, saying that. Mate? But do you think that <clears throat> for this guy, realistically, if this is a way, the way like he might like perish, like do you think like it's justifiable like for him? Like he's explored, he's seen space, and now realistically, he's gonna see the depths of the ocean. Like on his way out, do you think that like that like he'll like hey I'm an explorer like if I'm had to pick so a way to go re- out he's this is probably a- his way the enlightened state. I just hope nobody's like it's all dark down there and quiet and somebody's like hey Peter what was better <laughs> space or here <laughs> or or he's down there and it's like yo this is just like space yeah except well it's except not like no the movie fun. Gravity you know. I don't know, man. I think it's a terrible way to go. It's got to be one of the worst ways. Can to you go. believe but here's my that, thing too. That, like, doesn't it like at some point? I, I don't know if this is right or not. Like, what, wouldn't like the air pressure like crush them or no, no? But, well, once it once once the, if the pressurization runs out, they have. It should be built. The machine, the submarine should be built to withstand the pressure. At even 13, if like, feet. but like. Oh, so we know where they're at. They're just stuck like yeah. there. We we don't know where they are. That's what I'm saying. So what if it goes? Underwater. What if it goes past that? I have like, a question about currents. Are there currents all the way down there that could pull them along? Yeah, the oh, ocean? I would bet you. Yeah, yes, but they know the 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 direction probably. But remember, they have their video game controller, so it can send yeah. them wherever they're exactly. They want. I have a fucked up. Okay, all jokes aside, the though. gameplay seems a little fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> seems like an alpha, mm-hmm. not even a beta. So mm-hmm. like right now, they have 40 hours of air left for. You know, a certain number of people. What are we doing? Well, like, let's, Where is no, Bruce let's Willis? say it gets down to like four hours, three hours, and there's six people still on that. At one point, are you going to sacrifice yourself so somebody can live longer? Oh, uh, what? How? Because How? there's more air. More air. Absolutely not. No, I was thinking like I'll kill them. People are going to be. It's going to be Sodom and Gomorrah down there. Yeah, it'll get nasty. three hours to go. What if, what if they rescue them and, like, <laughs> and there's Peter's got his dick in his hand, <laughs> somebody's hanging upside down, like David Carradine. There's shit everywhere. There's feces everywhere. It's like somebody's, wear, somebody's got lipstick on. <laughs> you know, there's lipstick all over everybody. Oh, yeah. my God. And, and they're like, we're saved. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather not be, you know? <laughs> What's the exactly. ratio of people on there? Are there any, are there any females on there? <laughs> okay. Huh? I there? think it's a bunch of dudes. Well, you did jail. Does yeah. it matter? No. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, They got some crab meat down there. <laughs> All right. That's too much. They're coming home. They're coming home. They're coming home. As, uh, you wanted an explanation. That's my explanation, Kyle. Yes. And you know what? Is it okay to laugh like this? I hope I don't so. Know. That's what it this is for. It says something about the human condition, like the chicken man said. Like, man, we want those fuckers to come home. I want them to come home, but also... I want to make jokes about you it. You choose your own adventure, man. You go to the bottom of the sea in a beta stage submersible. Not even a PS4 with a PlayStation. It looked like a PS2 Two. controller. People are going to get their jokes off online. Yeah. And you know, you could say, hey, karma's a bitch. Well, Do you I remember when you used to put things. your head in like a, you put the bucket over your head and you go underwater and there's an air bubble? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you just took that all the way to the bottom to go save them? <laughs> <laughs> this is the fucking dumbest question I've ever heard. I love it. I love it. Uh, you'll die. It's great. You'll, yeah. die. you'll die. Thank you'll you. Die. All right. So. Anyways, it would be too cold. sports. Um, Ian Rapport had a tweet. You know, we were just talking about this with uh, Colt McCoy, and that interview was a lot of fun, so go back and listen to that. But, um, you know, he had just come out of the league meeting where they, they say, like, hey, don't 
point guns at people don't abuse your wife like please like try to avoid call us if you're drunk like well that seems less obvious than the stuff that they lead with but the gambling don't gamble you guys reading the news the whole thing it's been kind of cloudy what the actual rules are as far as like what the nfl players have to follow in fact i didn't know all the rules when i played i know all the rules but i also wasn't like gambling so don't bet on the nfl okay seems simple that's the one everybody knows don't gamble at your team facility they need to bring you in kyle they need to wheel you in <laughs> while and, traveling for and a road game or staying at a team hotel yep seems simple guys number three don't have someone bet for you number four don't share team inside information yep i think we knew that one too uh, and we all know what that means and don't, don't play it? daily fantasy. Don't give injury information. Don't give game plan information. Don't give yeah. roster information. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. simple shit. You know, things like that Stuff happen. that could give the other team a competitive advantage. Things like that happen. Absolutely. It's the integrity of the gambling market for the NFL. But like things like that happen. And, 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 and what happens from that is the scene in Ooh. Vegas where I think Josh Allen's out. So. He's not out. Because somebody <laughs> somewhere said something and somebody picked it up yep. and it got to me. Number look, five. Look, look, look at this. So if I'm for number four, if I'm a player like Marshawn Lynch, every time a reporter asks me a question, I'm going to say, hey, I think that's inside information. I don't want to answer that. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah, we can't have I'm nice scared things. to get in trouble for the yeah. new gambling rules. That's good. What happens if a guy says that the whole that, season you, now? Uh, you might have just planted a seed. <laughs> number five, <laughs> do don't do enter that? a sports book during the NFL season. Okay. I think that's self See, that's the that's, that's what the I was tricky one. That's, that's what hard. I was saying about yeah. the Super Bowl being in Vegas. So the Super Bowl is still during over. during the season. Sports book. You could be at the team hotel that houses a sports book, and you can still stay out of it. Really? No, though? no, because like, it gets kind of like I think yeah, that's, you can. That's on the fringe. But what happens if, if you, they said stay out of the bar? You would know where not so to if go. I'm the, if I'm the the co- whole lobby, some some Vegas places, the entire lobby is a bar. So that's in the fringe, but bro. But it's not a where sports you, book. But sports books are. To the side. All right, I yeah, get, it is. What if but, you're, what like, if you're grabbing it, food? What if you're sitting at the restaurant in the wind, and the back half of that restaurant is really in the sports book? in the sports book, and, and you don't know that. You know if what? Someone I do? takes a picture. Now you're suspended for a year. I would be like, show me the receipts and show me the camera footage of me doing business at the sports book. I was eating. You know that if guy's that, that, that much, If there's that much business, of a gray area, it doesn't say do business. Yeah, yeah, but you're not in it. Like I'm eating at the restaurant. I know, Kyle, but take take your risk here, because I would eat very close to the, the server. Gambling. I would be not on the side of the sports. If board. I was in the NFL right now, what I'd do is I'd take the video of the guy that fakes like he's jumping off the balcony and fakes like he's drinking bleach, and then I'd go in the wind and I'd like fake like I'm going to the sports book, and I just walk next to the sports book and play games. Number six, until, until this one's a fan tough. Pushes you, yeah, over the line. you know, like and a then, fucking a Cowboys fan pushes me into the fucking yep. sports book, and then you and then you're on video in an altercation. In a sports book. I got one. How about KC Wolf took Derek Carr like last year, kidnapped him, and put him in the sports book? You know, just posed him in there like uh, like the movie uh, with the with the uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Yes, like dropped him, him up beside the jukebox. I tell you one thing. In his hand. I tell you suspended. one thing. It's a, I don't I, I don't understand that. Don't Zion. play football. Don't play fantasy football. It's betting, bro. Like because like oh, it's, well, if you win it, you it's, win money. No, but it's, it's daily it's fantasy. fantasy it's if different. you play fantasy in leagues that That's are less big than like a two hundred dollar prize, then you're okay. College yes. World Series this week, and yes, we've yes, been we we've been watching on. the Jello Shop board, 
and we had a we had a team just run away with that's it. still Go going crazy. on the college world series still going on i thought it ended the other night no nope, it did for on. us unfortunately <laughs> okay can i just say this i tried to do it the other day with macon and i got too worked up and i said some things that i probably would regret about virginia and like what it is to be a cavalier mm-hmm. and i don't want to be like that guy but i will say this are you playing take backs yeah i'm t- i'm just tired of it man i'm tired of you know like our brand you know like people look at this and they say hey virginia's a bunch of wine and cheese people that's what they're already saying you know we got beat by oh. guys going to the seminary and zach Ertz's school and uh you know like it, it, you could say hey everybody's at barry o's that's what i hear you could say hey this is this is an intelligence test that's what macon said oh we we're too smart to have the jello shots well, that's what, what people think about us, that we think we're too smart. You look up on the hill, it looks like the stock exchange. So what the, about- The coats and ties up there? I say this, what about, since the NCAA might change the weed rule, mm. what happens when someone does a charity for buying joints? Yeah. Maybe UVA- Stanford wins. Maybe, <laughs> no. Maybe no, because they smoke good. You don't think the guys in Actually, Harrisonburg yeah, are smoking more and, weed? Like, and their mascot is a tree. The so guys in Harrisonburg are getting yeah. way more stoned than the UVA guys. No, but I'm just saying, like for this, for this, for this challenge, yep. yeah. maybe, maybe that's our bailout. Is that like, even though we're at the bottom, but you guys drinking, can drink, drink your weight. But drinking, wa- drinking is kind of, kind of played out now, man. It's not, it's not safe. Yeah, it's and, on the decline. And it except be. for in uh, Baton Rouge, uh, <laughs> Winston Salem, North Carolina, dude, the land of Steve Forbes. Uh, a, Steve Forbes came in there and bought a whole bunch. He of He must shots, have, dude. No, it's actually the LSU. guy. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. They actually cheated realistically because the guy went in there and bought 6,000 shots mm. to break Raising a record, mm-hmm. and he owns Raising Canes, and he didn't even go to LSU. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Now, they were already way ahead like when oh. he did that. They were way ahead. But I understand. But. I understand now. You know why? Because they had – it was a callback because they had Angel Reese in there right. so he probably owes them angel favor, reese yeah. can we do a callback to angel reese's sports illustrated swimsuit cover <laughs> you like that strong yeah strong. strong yeah but but yeah you, you don't look I, not too long can't yeah. look for too long <laughs> yeah anyways uh five dollars a shot this goes to food banks actual championship uh, so effort good cause now kevin backy bad back backy did raise the point that he thinks that, that like to, to produce as many jello shots he said, and I quote, like, is there an assembly line of monkeys making jello shots? <laughs> no. Uh, and the, the volume, he said, don't get me started on the volume alone at this al- amount of refrigeration space you would need. So I don't know how they're doing it. I'd love to go to Omaha. I know they've been doing a long time. Have I'm sure they been, Do they rig the election? Have you never been to Costco? You know, Costco has a nice size party bag of jello, jello shots, shots really? that you can buy that are unfrozen no and you pop them in the freezer no for about four hours. And I was four hours that, though. That's I wonder point. if they're flipping the Costco Jello shots. I, I would think they need some type of help. This isn't some type of help. like if so, if you <laughs> making six thousand <laughs> shots on the like right on the spot, you have to have help doing that. Yeah, and I think that they probably did. Who do we want to win? Doesn't what matter. Yeah. is uh, is Oral Roberts like the tournament out? or the Jello the, the College World Series? Wake Forest. Wake Forest, they're the clear favorites. Yeah, they're, they're number the one. Teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think um, everyone, too. Like, they, they said that the I money. I want to see Wake win. I refer ACC yeah. Virginia. Who's Bell. still in it? They say the money go, is going to the food banks in these out particular places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think that we need to make sure that a food bank out here is getting a lot of money. That's like true. they they should be they should be stocked until we need the to new go, year. Yeah, sixty like minutes. With, with all this with all this money, I wonder if it's all of it or if it's some of it because all these food banks with this amount of money that they're making, they should be stocked into the new year. Yeah, well, let's check it out. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> so we still have Wake Forest, LSU, Tennessee. And Florida, TCU, and Oral Roberts. So I want Oral, Oral Roberts, Roberts or, or Wake Forest. The Oral Roberts guys have filthy mustaches. <laughs> they could meet in the final. Oral Roberts needs to go on a run. That is not how I pictured the Oral Roberts players. You know, yeah. I thought that they'd all be like megachurch looking guys. No. Really? Not, well, yeah, Oral Roberts is like uh, big, isn't it big time religious? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah Oral Where Roberts is, is uh, Oklahoma. Big time religious means big time horny. I'm I'm not sure if you understand that. Yeah, that's true. So they're probably dirty dogs. Those Bunch guys. of dirt digglers. Those guys are dirty dogs. Oral Roberts in Oklahoma. Tulsa. Yeah. Tulsa. Retroactive number six on they, my horny athlete draft. Oral Roberts there? baseball player. Yeah, they're horny. If you soak, are you horny? They soak, and yes. I got a yes. buddy jumping you, on the bed. You're not, yeah. able to, you're not able to release the tension. Yeah, yeah. You got to have a so buddy jumping I mean. on the so bed. Wouldn't that? Technically, mean you're less horny if no, I'm you're able, more horny if I'm able to Two hold it. Buddies jumping on no, the bed. No, I, if you're no if you're more able to keys jumping on the bed. <laughs> All right. So speaking miss, of horny, Rachel, yeah. you can't say oh, that. You oh, can't dynamite say that anymore. Dynamite. Speaking of horny, we've got a very horny NBA player, and he's getting all of his uh, his read receipts. Yeah. Red receipts are getting put out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Zion, well, he must be talking about yeah. Zion Williams. Hey, yeah, put it out there. She, she, she said this herself, whether it's true or not, which I think the way all of um, she's exposing everything, I, I, I'm starting to believe about 95% of everything that she is saying and putting out there. If she legit made him cry by giving him head, I, I, I might understand <laughs> why he's acting like this because I've, I've never got a blowjob that made me cry, bro. Yeah. Like, do, do you know the extent, like, that, like, would have to go He's on? He's been getting called fat a lot lately. So, like, <laughs> yeah, to get I, I some don't, really good head, he might just have a release, like, and just be like, feel I, good about No, it. no, the fact that she's showing. Cathartic. That, the fact that she's showing that he is still contacting her while this is all going he on. Is? Like, yeah. yes. Yep. I can like yes. That's what I respect about that, Zion is he's past the point of no return and he's like leaked the sex tape. He's like I the mean, Roy family. We don't get embarrassed. <laughs> no, but the reason why he wants the sex tape to get leaked is because she's going to get put in jail. It is a felony. Revenge porn is a felony, oh, and yeah. everyone knows that. Yeah, so and it's a bluff. Realistically, it's a bluff, and for her, it's marketing for her. For her OnlyFans. That's what it is. And if I was her manager, I would say get a Zion look-alike and tease, <laughs> tease You just got to find a 6'7 guy with a head like a square <laughs> Lego piece. <laughs> you know? I, <laughs> we know a lot of them. So, guys. anyways. No, I just... Um, what about the guys that and some, also... What did she say about his dick? Lame dick. She said no, that? She said, she? like, he got, like, lame dick. Okay, well, what about the guys... Your dick is trash. That's I don't what like she that. said. What That's if, the 5%. I don't believe girls always say that after the fact. Uh, what about the guys that um, you know maybe came across Mariah Mills that are in the league and are quaking in their little their little LeBrons right now? They're just you glad know, because that he they're wore like, it. what what if I get they didn't, they exposed? Did, they obviously didn't do enough. They obviously um, they they obviously did not do do enough to um, 
to make her fall in love the way she's obviously in love with Zion. Yes. Because that's that's what it's showing also. It's all it shows in like she has no he has a sweet side. It, yes, and she really fell for him. And I think the fact that she's older, maybe she was like, ooh, I, I, I got him wrapped up, like doing whatever I want. And the fact that he got someone else pregnant and she knows that puts it broke a damper. her heart. It, it, it really, it, it's obvious. She that seems she's, chill. She's very heartbroken. <laughs> well, Zion's supposedly going to get traded to Portland now. And I think that's a good thing. And it's because uh, in Portland, you know, like it's very cloudy, it's very rainy. And if it's sunny, your body produces less melatonin, and melatonin can it, it can actually uh, block your sex drive. Mm. So there's something. Why are with you the saying pioneer. Portland? Portland's not real. It's not real sunny. You think he's so going there? You're hornier in sunny weather. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. Yeah, the rumor he's going oh, to Portland. 100 percent. Now also, Portland has more strip clubs per capita than anywhere in the United States, really? according to uh, Ralph, who cuts our socials. Ralph. Um, I know what's next. Like you know, I'm thinking. Are we going to see in a year like an Antifa gal pop up? You know, you, I'm going to leak the video. You putting that Molotov cocktail where it's not supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do you think the NBA would not like approve? What what trade? Like, where would Miami, you want? Miami. He'd be too horny. Yeah. It would be like uh, there'd be you know. So if he doesn't, okay, or, or better yet, if he doesn't go to Portland, what would be the the next two spots? If you were, um, what is it, Stern? Trying or, to keep no, him not Stern. horny? Silver. Silver, Silver. David, Stern's dead. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I spit my water out like David Stern. <laughs> yeah, who, what, what, what next two teams? Milwaukee. Okay. O- Oklahoma City. Milwaukee. I okay. think Oklahoma City was so virgin energy yeah that that when james harden got to houston that's what like turned him out that yeah. he had, that he was like the kid that never got to go out yeah so like i think oklahoma city's up there um you know you don't want to go charlotte because charlotte's a lot of fun what like, about I'm the sure. jazz the jazz utah no the mormon gals he'd be swimming he would be, in he'd be floating he would be snowboarding he would it. float <laughs> I, have, I have a sex tape of Zion Williamson. His fat ass would be <laughs> And is that porn if you're floating? So revenge porn could be in play there. Uh, uh, I don't know. Soaking. The third, the, I think Sacramento is probably pretty tough. Sacktown. Um, Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You said that? Put him With in Giannis. Milwaukee. You know what yeah. Sacramento translates to, right? With the Greek freak? What, Kyle? Loosely. No, I mean, you just think about it. Okay. Sack down. <laughs> okay, Kyle. All right. Not Sacramento. No, I just, Zion, Zion, I hope he ends up somewhere where he's not going to be horny because this is beginning to be a distraction, I think. It turns out wherever he is, he can, he can bring them in. So you could put him in Russia and he's going to bring it in. So a little treat today for those of you who golf, who love the, uh, the beautiful Losing game. Losing golf balls. What do they call it? Is there a name for golf? Golf? Like soccer, they call it the beautiful game. Oh, uh, the long game, the impatient game, the... Is the gentleman's sport? It can it can be the gentleman's sport until you've had, you know, X amount of cocktails and start mm-hmm. losing golf balls. And mm-hmm. The, the four-letter word, four words start flying. Well, if you like that sport, uh, you might like the next two interviews. Uh, we have... A couple golfers, um, neither of them had a ton of time because they're getting ready for the Travelers Championship, championship as they call it. Um, Tony Finau and uh, Patrick Cantlay. Uh, Tony is six foot four. He's a fucking stud. He, uh, he's a golfer I've heard of. 
I've I've also heard of Patrick Cantlay, to be fair. Uh, but Tony, Tony seems like he's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so let's get to Tony, and then uh, I'm going to bet a little golf. I'll, I'll tell you who I'm going to bet this week at Travelers, and we'll finish the show with uh, with Patrick Cantlay. Cash App, the easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Good news. The Thursday show we do with AMP will continue. 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston, uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat. We'll answer. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall. Uh, every Thursday at 4.30 on AMP. Uh, check us out. All right, so we, we got golf on the docket today. We got a couple great golfers joining. One that I've actually watched play. Uh, guy's awesome, Tony Finau. Uh, he's getting ready for Travelers. Uh, and uh, I appreciate him joining. Tony, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on, man. Of course. Like, uh, with the Wyndham Clark thing, man, like diving right into it, um, you know, I kind of tracked it. He was he was not somebody that I expected to win that 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 open. Uh, when when you're playing as somebody who people figure are gonna be you're gonna be in the mix. You're one of the better golfers in the game. Do you do you does this come out of nowhere for you? Do you, are you aware of Wyndham Clark? Or do you guys track the the up and comers, the guys who maybe just won a tournament who might be within striking range at a big uh, open event like that? Yeah, I mean. You know, personally, I know I've known Wyndham for a long time. We had yeah. the same coach for a while, and then uh, he left. You know, my coach, Ford Summerhays, uh, maybe about eighteen months ago. But I've known I've known of him for a long time. He's a great player, um, but he's just had a heck of a year. But you know, it's a, it's a crazy game that we play. You know, golf is funny that way. You know, it's not like tennis where uh, the top ranked guys are going to be in the semifinals and finals every single major. You know, it's it's quite different in our game on any given week. Some guy can get hot and, and win a big golf tournament. It's not, uh, it's not the most likely to get someone that's ranked, you know, a hundred to win a major championship, but it's not, uh, it's never, it's not like it's never happened before. So, you know, I would say the window's not a big surprise. He's won a big tournament earlier this year. And, um, and now he's starting to prove that, uh, you know, he's got what it takes to win big golf tournaments. So, um, it was, it was quite something to see. He's a great player. How much harder is it for somebody like Rory who's chasing that, you know, that major and it's been a while and you know everybody's probably rooting for Wyndham because it's like a storyline <laughs> sport. In my sport, you're not thinking about that while you play. You got a lot of time to walk up to the ball and think about your putt. Like, what's harder, being Wyndham or being Rory in that situation? 
Yeah, well, you know, it's Rory hasn't won a major, you know, on going on almost ten years now. Yeah. Um, and that, if you would have told that to somebody back when he won his fourth major in 2014, I think people would be like, he's either had to be injured or retired or something. There's no way that he would go this long without winning a big major tournament. So um, the pressure, I think, maybe is starting to build a little bit with Rory, but you also have to look at it as, you know, he's he's someone that has won four majors already. You know, I, I know that he wants to win another one, but uh, you know, depending on, depending on who you are, you know, I know Rory's a great player at some point, you know, he is going to knock off another major win. He's, he's came really close over the last couple of years. Um, I know he has three or four seconds in the last few years, so he's coming really close, but um, I would say there's probably still uh, more pressure on someone like Wyndham who hasn't won a big one. So, yeah. And, and while you're watching this stuff, like you're golfing, I don't know how it works with y'all. At what point do you say, okay, I'm out of contention in this thing. You kind of switch to, I'm hitting the golf ball and I'm watching, you know, like I heard maybe Rory or somebody said, uh, Ricky actually said that, um, he was, he was streaming at the masters, like late in the round because he was out of it and he wanted to see who, who won. Like, are you, do you become a fan a little bit? Uh, and are you able to be a fan and focus on your job? Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of the game. You know, I, I, I love following, especially just the big tournaments, um, seeing how guys are going to uh, play under pressure and, you know, how the tournament's going to go under, um, under, you know, over the last few holes and under pressure. So I enjoy watching it. You know, I, I knew I was pretty much out of the golf tournament early on on Sunday. You know, I knew I had to make a pretty hard push early, um, make some birdies early if I was going to make any type of run. And I didn't do that. So I knew I was out of the golf tournament pretty early and, and then uh, you just kind of watch the leaderboard and see how guys are doing. And then as soon as I finished, you know, I, I, I went to the hotel, turned the TV on and, and watched the guys finish up. So I'm a big fan of the game. I just, I love sports just in general. And I love watching what guys do under pressure and in the highest, highest stake moments in sports, you know, I see, you start to see what guys are really made of. Well, I know you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys fan. That's right. How do we feel about this year real quick? It's been a it's been a tough goal really my whole life. You know, this, uh, <laughs> you just missed all the good stuff, dude. I, yeah, I literally just missed. You know, I was like three years old when they won the yeah. <laughs> when they won their last one, so that doesn't yeah. really count. Um, it's been a rough goal, but um, I'm a loyal fan, so I I'm excited about the year. But it's hard to I don't know if excited is the word. It's hard to be excited as a Cowboys fan because your anticipation every year yeah. seems to be pretty high. <laughs> And then you end the year with disappointment. So, yeah. but I am a true fan, and um, you know we'll be cheering them on again this year. You got a favorite player on the Cowboys? Well, I I got to meet uh, Troy Smith and Dak Prescott. Oh yeah, I think uh, yeah. So I'm big fans of both of theirs. I think they're both you know great players, but yeah. do things the right way on and off the field. Yeah, um, those are only the only couple guys that I've actually met in person. Yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, I'm a fan of all the guys. I think they got, you know, CD Lamb's a great player. They got yeah. some good, they got some good pieces over there, but, um, those are the two only guys that I met in real life. So no I would say I'm a bigger, bigger fan of theirs. Yeah. So, you know, where were you when Rory had that ball sunk in the, in the, in the grass there? Like, were you aware of that? Are you guys all aware of that rule? Cause it feels like in real time, people on Twitter are like, what the fuck do we do here? Is Rory cheating? Yeah. Is it not cheating? Like I've never heard of this yeah. rule. Like, what what are y'all thinking in real time while that whole thing's going down? Yeah, my wife was telling me the same thing. She's like, I can't believe Rory just got a free drop from there. So it's <laughs> the rule is basically basically it's an embedded ball, meaning yeah. as long as it's not in a hazard. So the, the a bunker is considered a hazard. 
since it's at, I was since it was outside the bunker, still in grass. If your ball flies into a hole, yeah, and uh, doesn't bounce out, you get a free relief, you get a free drop, and you get a full club length. Yeah, no closer to the hole from that position. So if you're a golfer, you know that rule. I could see someone if they were watching for the first time or not familiar with the rules, how they could say that was unfair, but it was a legal drop by all means. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, this still didn't cost Wyndham the tournament. So, so, you know, people talked about the difficulty of the U S open course there and then travelers, I know, uh, you know, has got some difficult aspects to it. How do y'all scout in your sport, uh, a course, like I know you have practice rounds, but is there anything in the, in the classroom? Are you watching something on, on, on TV beforehand? Are you studying that course more than we might expect? Yeah, every, every, every week has its challenges. Every golf course has its challenges. This week at the Travelers, um, it's a golf course that's pretty straightforward right in front of you until you get to the back nine. The last few holes I think are amazing. Some of the best finishing holes in all of golf. And, um, and then you, for me, you just see how the golf course is playing. Is yeah. it going to be firm this year? Has there been a lot of rain in the area? You know, you kind of, a lot of golfers turn into weathermen, you know, me, us and our caddies, <laughs> you know, we were trying to figure out, you yeah. know, how, you know, how much has it rained over yeah. the last couple weeks, just so we have an idea how the golf course is going to play. But for the most part, you know, I, I'm entering, you know, my 10th season on tour. So these are a lot of courses I've played many times. And uh, the biggest thing is just understanding how the golf course is going to play that week. And a belated happy Father's Day to you, man. I hope it was, uh, it no, was fun. I you. know, yeah, you got, uh, some kids running around uh, and you're taking your family on tour. Like how special is that to, to take your, your kids on tour and to watch them kind of watch you. I know your son was what was streaming the warriors. Uh, during the yeah, tournament. I saw yeah, that. I was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's my dude. I love that guy. Uh, <laughs> what's it like having, you know, your family on tour with you? Yeah. Well, it's organized chaos. That's what I'll say. It's like a traveling, it's like a traveling circus, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. I wouldn't have it any other way. My kids are at an age where, um, they love being around mom and dad. We love traveling together and, uh, I'll take advantage of that for as long as it, it is that way. So I love having my kids around and it's a dream come true for me to be able to play, you know, play a game for a living and do what I do do what I love for a living and to have my family along for the ride. just makes it even sweeter. Do they fanboy over any golfers not named Tony Finau? And do you have you ever fanboyed over meeting a golfer? Yeah, I mean, when I first met Tiger, you know, Tiger, BJ Singh, Ernie Els, these are all guys that I looked up to playing golf since I was a kid. So when I first saw them, I, I definitely fangirled over it. Um, <laughs> but my but my uh, my oldest son is a huge golf fan, and uh, he's he's more into the game. I would say he follows more closely the game than I do. So he loves all the PJ Tour players. He knows just about everybody, and so whenever he hasn't met one and sees them for the first time, he definitely is is blushing a little bit just because uh, he knows he knows who they are. So, last question for you, and thank you for the time, man. I know you said you missed your buddies in the wake of the whole live thing. Uh, you know, where were you when that news broke? Did you learn in person? Did you learn on social media? And then, like, how do you feel right now about the future of golf? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange time. It's a weird time. No question. Um, I, you know, I was just at home when the news broke just, uh, you know, just over a week ago, um, on the potential merger. Uh, I think we're still learning exactly what that means. I know the deal hasn't been done yet, so it's a strange time, but, uh, I will say as a player, um, it's, it's our responsibility to try and get it right right now, yeah. you know, for the future of the game. And, um, I don't know what it's going to look like, but we have a say in what it will look like. 
And so we got to get it right for the future of our game and uh, the future generations. So we're going to try our best to, uh, as players, to come together and, and do what we feel like is going to be the best for our game. Tony, good luck at Travelers. Thanks for coming on, man. This has been a treat. I hope you come back soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Yeah, brother. Talk take it easy. Nice meeting you. You too. All right, man. I'm so excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. You all know I spend a good bit of time on the river and in the woods, and I need something that protects the eyeballs but gives me a clean, fresh look. Oakley's are changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train? Just want to look like your favorite athlete, like, uh, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, uh, Justin Jefferson? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, there's more than meets the eye. Here on the show, we're all about looking good and playing good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We don't leave our house in the morning without our Oakleys. And since it's officially almost summer, you need to upgrade your sunglasses game now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I rock the Sutro TIs because they have a solid style that fits my work play way of life. They look great when I'm in the field at softball and I'm on the river enjoying a float, but they also come in clutch whenever I need to look professional. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. Dude, you got to start betting golf. It is okay, so Okay, I'm going to do it right fun. now. I'm going to do it right now. Hold on. You have this I'm going to do it in here. real time right now. I'm going to do it. In, we're going to do it in real time. Okay. So Reed knows everything about golf. He doesn't bet a lot, but he keeps on picking winners. Like multiple tournaments throughout this year, he's picked winners. It's fucking bullshit, Reed. So I've just started listening to him. Reed, who do you like this week? It's it's all luck, and I have never bet a winner. Uh, I just give them all to you yeah. by chance. Um, but uh, despite I don't know, Scotty, you can always bet on Scotty. He's plus five fifty. Yeah, I'm so um, you know, not the biggest. You just told me winner, I got to listen to Reed. Well, he's I, like, you can always bet Scotty. You say no. Well, I see him at plus six fifty. That's right. You see him at plus six fifty. So the odds there. You know, we're out in the deep end now. We don't have a, a gambling sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody yeah, shop around. Somebody hit me up this morning and was like, uh, man, I don't even know what to do with myself without hearing <laughs> bet big, win bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I'm still gambling. Uh, Scotty Scheffler plus 550, John Rahm plus 750, Rory McIlroy plus 800, Patrick Cantlay plus 1,000, uh, our guy he's, here. He's not that. a bad pick. Okay. Um, you also a little have... bit down on him. Well, and it's a four-day sweat. That's the thing you got to get into because, like, when you bet something, let's say Wednesday night, you get four days of sweating it up and down with like possible mistakes. It's a great and you sweat. can live bet, you know, different Absolutely. golfers. Yeah, and, and like, it's cool because you don't have to pick like an outright winner. You can like kind of parlay guys together, like uh, top five, top ten. Um, you can do head-to-heads, which are yeah. fun. Uh, like who's going to shoot a better round? Do the round but, leader. 
Um, for full, you know, winners, Cameron Young at plus five thousand. He is. Uh, mm. He's been nearly touching the podium in a couple tournaments this year. He is really ridiculous length. And then uh, Sahith Thagala is a super young golfer. He is not. He calls himself overrated, but he's ridiculously good. Sixty to one. Yeah, he is. Uh, I would not be surprised if he he gets a win. How do I spell his name? S A H. I T H. I don't know if he's on my board. It'll be down there a good amount. And that's yeah. one thing I like with picking the winners in golf. Like, don't bet one dude. No, bet, no, bet, bet like, like five, five dudes. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like make money if one of them wins, but <laughs> I'm gonna budget myself like a few hundo here and I'm just nice. gonna sprinkle it. I can't wait to sweat golf this weekend with you. You know, this guy, Andrew Svoboda, <laughs> is plus twenty thousand. You know? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't about know much about a dollar. Andrew, but yeah, you know, shit, throw it on there. It's like playing um, the lotto. Mm-hmm. J M is also a good pick. He is. Uh, he's a really freaking cool dude, and he's gonna win a couple tournaments. Do you okay. think Wyndham Clark could go back to back? Reed. Who? Wyndham. Um. Fifty to one. It's freaking tough, especially coming off a uh, like your first uh, uh, major, major and. You know, your, your first good showing at a major. You know, he yeah. hadn't really done well at any majors uh, that he previously played in. Um, another front runner that uh, is always a good bet, especially right now he's playing really well, Victor Hovland. Mm-hmm. And he's Hovland. fun. He's, you'd like one. him a lot. He's a cool dude. He's, you know. Um, yeah, who do you think I'd like the most personality-wise? Ricky on the Fowler. Victor, Ricky. Why? Ricky Fowler's a badass. He, like, is a normal dude. He stays long. Like, he lost the most disappointing tournament of his career on Sunday stayed for hours afterwards, signing autographs for fans. Like he's just a good dude. He's just he a good also dude. grew up as a, as a motocross racer and he was choosing between motocross and, you know, dirt bikes and golf. I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool out. dude. 45 uh, to one this weekend. I like he's always it. wearing orange. Yeah. He's got like that, that orange. Yeah. Tiger had the red Ricky's got the orange with the flat brim. Okay. So I'm looking at, Fowler, you know, for reasons that we just outlined. Mm-hmm. Patrick Cantlay. Um, I really want to bet Tommy Fleetwood. I just like his hair. I know. He's been on your Masters Calcutta team plus every 20, single year. Plus 2,200. He just doesn't win a lot of tournaments. Okay, he gets close. He gets Finau, close. though, so, plus 2,200. I would bet. Okay, Tony, I'm Tony, the top 15 player in the world. He always wins a tournament or two the last couple of years in, in June and July. Okay. Um, he's... He's a safe bet. And you said Sun, Sung JM? Sung J. Yeah. At plus 4,000? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, so I got Sung JM. I got Tony Finau. I got Patrick Cantlay. I'm going to add uh, Ricky throw, Fowler in here. Throw Ricky Fowler in. Uh, you'd like Jason Day, too. He's an Australian. I think you know, you probably would recognize him. Um, no. I'm looking up Jason Day, Reed. But, you know, yeah, I know, I know what he looks like. Yeah. Would I just bet Scotty Scheffler just in case the chalky guy wins? Like I would you know? throw, yeah, just throw. Okay. you know, I'd put a small amount, like enough to cover my other bets if he wins. That's good. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to sweating some golf. Let's hear from uh, Patrick Cantlay, and then we'll see you all again on Friday with a special guest. Oh, guys, we. I'm just gonna say who it is. Okay, it's Anders Home from Workaholics, Hilarious. and we just wrapped that interview. I fucking love the guy. The guy's great. We we um I first met him on Twitter 
telling uh, your mom jokes, like just <laughs> randomly. I forget how um, we talk about it on the show. And um, ever since, he actually, like, I was really flattered by this, was like, yo, when am I going to get on Greenlight? Uh, he likes the show, and uh, I actually really like his podcast. This is important with the boys from Workaholics. And me and Macon have not seen Workaholics at length. Like, I watch mostly YouTube clips of this show. Over the last year or two, I've tried it out online. And then when I knew I had Durs on, I was like, I got to hunker down and watch some of this shit. It's a fucking funny show. A lot of you are like, yeah, it's news to, to you. <laughs> well, we we talked about that with, with Anders. So check that out Friday. Uh, it's like 90 minutes of just bullshit and me making an Anders. So uh, come back Friday for that. Enjoy Patrick Cantlay. Okay, Patrick, cool. uh, I wanted to start with asking you about like last week uh, with all the coverage of the Open, the LA Country Club stands alone and it's uh in in all the rules and all the pomp and circumstance no phones and all this shit so many different rules what stood out to you as the most out of place rule what struck you the most about the rules at lacc <laughs> well, it was the u.s open week so uh it was just like another week as far as the rules go there are not uh police and cell phones out there at the u.s open or anything but um okay. you know when i was in college i had uh, planned to go to the course one day and I forgot that you couldn't wear shorts. It was warm and uh. they make you wear pants out there. So I had to, I had to turn around on, it was only a short minute, couple minute drive from UCLA. I had to turn around and put some pants on. Damn dude. That would be an easy job to be the guy that has to go and force dress code. Yeah, LACC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a pretty good setup. Uh, what'd you think of the setup on the course? I know people talked about, you know, the conditions out there, uh, tough course. It, it certainly showed up, uh, watching, uh, what'd you think about the, the, you know, the, the way that course played and how different is travelers going to be for you? Yeah. Travelers will be quite a bit different, obviously different grasses and, uh, not set up as difficult. I mean, LA country club, I thought played really long. Um, there were a number of, of holes that played long. The par threes were some of the longest I think we've seen on maybe any golf tournament, any golf course that we've played, uh, multiple three wood, uh, seven wood par threes. And then, uh, you know, the finishing stretch there with every par four, over 500 yards and you know one of them's 545 so we're hitting you know mm -hmm. four five six irons in even after hitting a tee shot you know over 300 yards which is abnormal uh, obviously that play you know all these these tournaments you're playing and particularly the majors uh you when you're when you have to play golf at the top of your game for four days if you don't start off the right way can you speak to the challenge it is to stay in it mentally and finish strong and to finish in the top 15 like you did this past week? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, golf's a, a long time. It takes four four days to play. And, you know, we're out there for, you know, five hours a day for the most part, um, you know, especially on Thursday and Friday. And so you just have to treat it more like a marathon and not like a sprint. You know, you can have a couple bad holes or a bad nine and, and still recover. Um, I didn't play that well Thursday, Friday, to be honest, and then played much better on the weekend. And, you know, I never had a chance really to win with those guys getting off to such a hot start. Thursday and Friday mornings were the scoring rounds, and I didn't play particularly well on Thursday or Friday. Um, but I had a nice weekend and try and carry some of that momentum over into this week. Did I read this right? You had the Travelers uh, course uh, record there for a while? I, I did, yeah, until Jim Furyk shot 58. Kind of just, just Jim <laughs> 58. crushed it. <laughs> uh, what? What, why do you play that course well? And, um, and, and what goes into scouting 
we had Tony Finau on earlier, and I was asking him what goes into scouting different courses for y'all as football players. You know, the way we prepare is so different, and you guys are kind of playing against a, a venue. Um, it's you and the venue. Uh, what goes into the prep and something that might surprise people about that? Yeah, I think uh, definitely your first couple years on tour, that prep and getting to know the golf courses and the whole locations that they use is really important. Now, I think I just finished media and they said it was my ninth start in this event. Mm. So if I haven't figured it out by now, I'm probably <laughs> not going to figure, figure it out uh, ever. Um, this golf course this week, it's really important to drive the golf ball in the fairway. Uh, the golf course is short, but there's still a number of holes that you hit driver on. And so if you can yeah. drive the ball in the fairway, you'll have a lot of wedges and a lot of opportunities to make birdies. How's this swag bag you get from some of these tournaments, man? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the what's the one tournament that you come away with the best cool stuff? Travelers always takes care of us. They always have something in there uh, for the girlfriend or the wife. And, um, you know, so there, sometimes there'll be a bottle of wine or something in there. And then Pro-Am, uh, they always have big green truck pizza out, which is nice. really nice pizza, really good pizza, best of the year. Mm-hmm. And so they do a great job here this week. Do you have a routine like, a, a, you know, like we have game day routines, like what's your golf, you know, match day uh, routine and like the night before and everything? Do you have particular kind of superstitions or way you do things, ways you do things? I'm not too superstitious, um, but I definitely start, you know, with my with my physical therapist at the same time before every round, whether it's a, you know, 715 round or a 215 in the afternoon round. And so by the time I kind of start with him. I get into my own routine, and so it doesn't matter what time I'm really teeing off. It's the same cadence leading into the round every day, which I think is important to set you up to feel the same all the time, which in, in golf is really what you're trying to do. What goes into that routine, like physically? What are you mostly guarding against happening, you know, like uh, from a, a training and, and prehab perspective? Yeah, just trying to make sure your body's in the right spot to uh, do the motion all day um, and trying yeah. to feel the same all the time. I mean, for me, I, you know, feel in golf is so important. Uh, if your club face is just a degree off or, or, or two off, you know, that can, when the ball's going 300 yards, that's, that's, you know, quite a big difference. And so trying to get my body in the same spot every time mm-hmm. and having those feels be the same every time are really important. And so having my PT check me, make sure he's doing the same thing to put my body in the same spot every day before I play is really important and has helped me a lot. I'm a big snacker on the golf course, like uh, like your guy John Rom eats a lot of PBJs on the course. I I enjoy everything, and then at the turn I get hot dogs. What was your order growing up when you would get to the turn? What's your order? How do you take your hot dog? All that kind of stuff. Chicago question there. <laughs> I don't have many dogs out on the course, but I'll eat a, a peanut butter and banana. Uh, around the turn most every day out on tour. What about the lived news and everything? Like, it's really fascinating to me the way it unfolded, you know, the way guys were getting that news in different ways. I know the Netflix documentary was filming, and, you know, like, I think they had some footage of the meeting, so uh, a lot more to come out on that. But you've been outspoken. What? How did you learn, and what was your first reaction? I mean, my biggest thing is that we just don't know enough about this deal. Uh, to make a determination. And then, you know, even at that point, I probably need to consult somebody that knows more about, you know, mergers and acquisitions or investment banking to even, you know, make a determination. I mean, that's not my forte. I hit five irons for a living. So, um, you know, I, mm. 
-hmm. think right now we're all just waiting with bated breath to see if there's any more info that comes out. You know, we have a player meeting here tonight, so we'll see what they say in there. But, um, you know, I'm on the policy board, so um, I'm sure this information will come out and, you know, eventually I'll have to, uh, you know, have input um, in, in this regard. And so I have to do my best to educate myself in order to represent the membership as best I can. You, you, you talk about like international play, like, uh, and, and team play more than anything with the live golf deal. Like, you know, you're doing the Ryder cup. What's, what's it like being on a team and how different is, is that experience and the strategy involved, uh, for a golfer and kind of like the social aspect of it when you're playing with a guy, you don't really know. Yeah. Those weeks are really special weeks because you know, all those guys are guys that we compete against each other. Uh, each and every week and so to have you know the best American players on your team and to be able able to pull for Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns and Jordan and JT um, is really cool and you know it doesn't happen very often so when it does I think everyone gets pretty excited about it and uh, you know everyone comes together and really pulls for each other I've been fortunate enough to play a lot of matches with Xander Schauffele uh, who's mm -hmm. one of my best friends out here and so we get along great and and have a have a blast those weeks. Do you watch the end of the match, like when you're when you know you're out of it, like you're still trying to do your best, finish strong. But like, um, when when somebody wins a match in dramatic fashion, do you get to stream any of that? Do you guys take breaks and follow this, you know, the scoreboard, or do you just kind of focus on your job? Can you ever become a fan at the end of a, a match? Yeah, definitely. If if our match is finished up, or there's a, a session where I'm sitting out. Um, you know, and we'll be in the locker room and watching it on TV, definitely um, screaming at the TV, you know, pulling our pulling for our guys as hard as we can. Wyndham Clark, uh, was that a surprise to you? Is there kind of chatter among y'all going into a, a tournament or, you know, um, you know, something like the Open where you're like, this guy's been playing really well. Uh, watch out for this guy. Or, or are you guys mostly kind of just head down, focusing on your job? I would say most guys, including myself, are, are head down and trying to focus as much as we can on our own stuff. Um, but Wyndham's been playing yeah. great this year. Um, obviously, he broke through at Wells Fargo and played fantastic last week. So, um, you know, he deserves it and has been playing great this year. So it's not, not too big of a surprise. Do you have, like, a favorite course that you just can't wait to play? It might not be the biggest tournament, but, you know, a place that you think is just gorgeous or special to you in any way. Uh, that we might not, as you know, um, run-of-the-mill golf fans, think about. Yeah, I feel that way about Cypress Point, right next to uh, Pebble Beach. I also feel that way about yeah. Pebble Beach. Uh, it's just so beautiful up there, and one of my favorite places in the world. So every time uh, I get an opportunity to go play there, you know, I jump on it. And you know, my other question would be like, you're growing up playing golf. Now you get to be on on tour and meet all these legends. I mean, you talk about. Jim Furyk, like breaking your course record, like I'm sure it's surreal just to be associated with some of these names, but to meet them, uh, who have been some guys that have made the biggest impressions on you or maybe that you fanboyed about a little bit meeting? Yeah, I grew up um, in Southern California. And so John Cook, who won on the tour, um, you know, uh, a bunch of times, over 10 times, uh, was a mentor of mine. And so I was able to play a lot of golf with him and still count him as, as a very good friend of mine. And same for Fred Couples. He moved to Newport yeah. Beach, um, you know, maybe 10 years ago or something like that. And so we've played a lot of golf. Um, and those are two guys that were obviously legends and have played 
um, you know, some excellent golf on tour. And so learning from them and being able to pick their brains and count them um, as some of my my really good friends in the game of golf has been, um, you know, an honor and a privilege because they're great guys and excellent golfers and, you know, they're a blast to be around. How do you pick your outfit, man? Because you're pretty well-dressed. There's a one thing is like football players, we all got to wear the same damn thing. You can't be that, that uh, you, you can't let that individualism shine. Like, how do you come up with your swag? And like, how does that decision go from a timeline standpoint? Do you ever throw it together the night before a match? No, I, I you know, I'll have it scripted out by my team ahead of time. That's not anything I worry too much about. I just <laughs> yeah, see what's in my locker, see what's in my yeah. locker, put it on and go. Uh, Oh, we've been breaking down some sports movies here. Last question for you. Um, do you have a favorite golf movie? Definitely growing up, uh, Happy Gilmore. Couldn't yeah. stop laughing at Adam Sandler, obviously. And then as yeah. I've gotten a little older, um, have really appreciated Caddyshack. All the little yeah. tiny quips and, and, and little things that you don't notice the first time you watch it. Um, but you can't go wrong with either of those two. Is the golf realistic in Caddyshack? It is. It is way more realistic than Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, Happy Gilmore is a little unrealistic. Yeah, uh, especially well, Mrs. Havocamp in the trees. Yeah, dude. Well, those are good <laughs> answers, man. I love Tin Cup. We're about to break down Tin Cup, so uh, that's one of my personal favorites. Patrick, really appreciate you, you taking the time and wishing you the best of luck this week. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. I'm